0: Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. It's another eventful day at the White House, and we've got White House correspondent for the Weekly Standard, Mr. Michael Warren, who's going to be here to tell us all about it. But first, the Daily Standard Podcast is brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave technology you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining the Dollar Shave Club Daily Standard listeners can get their first month for just $5 with free shipping. Just go to com slash weeklystandard. Michael Warren, welcome to the Daily Standard podcast. Thanks for having me, Eric. Now, to get things started, we're going to put you on the spot. We're going to have a little listening session right. here. See if you can identify this. Michael Warren, name that tune. <laughs> is, that,
1: is that The Mooch by Duke Ellington? I don't know why you would play that song, Eric. Is the that, Mooch
0: that? by, you know, uh, <laughs> a, a less sophisticated podcast might try to illustrate with music Scaramucci with uh, maybe a little Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We, 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 elevate, the, but uh, we, we, we elevate the conversation by, <laughs> by turning to Duke Ellington there you go. whenever possible. So The Mooch... There's a certain um, sort of farewell quality to the mooch. You know, we were going to do this podcast this morning, and you, in, I don't know, prescience or just hard-won wisdom following this White House, you said, no, let's see what happens throughout the day before we record the podcast and what is it that happened today
1: yeah I wish I could say that I had some kind of uh, uh, premonition about this but I just been covering the White House for six months <laughs> so I had a feeling I just kind of knew that Scaramucci Anthony Scaramucci the communications director is gone uh, very quickly very swiftly just so happens to be the same day that the new White House Chief of Staff John Kelly the Marine General the former uh, until last week uh, 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 DHS secretary uh, started his that's job at Department the Department of homeland security. That's right. That's right. Uh, and uh, and, and apparently his first major act, his first decision, was to fire Anthony Scaramucci. What ten days after he was named to the position? It's kind of amazing.
0: And not only him, but by all accounts, um, called Scaramucci into his office and brought the hammer down himself.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's. What has been reported now, the official word from the White House is that this is a resignation and that Anthony Scaramucci thought that it would be be best for the new chief of staff to start with a clean slate, uh, which was interesting. He wants
0: to spend more time with his family. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> let's not go down that page six route. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it it, it was uh, um it was eerily similar to the statement that came out when, uh, what, 10 days ago, it was announced that Sean Spicer was going to resign after the naming of Anthony as communications director. Um, uh, so it has this, uh, very strange, uh, quality of, um, of sort of coming back around to where it all began uh, in the very, very short Scaramucci era. But I think, I think what it shows, Eric is, is that, uh, is that John Kelly took this job as chief of staff, kind of surprising a lot of people, uh, and basically on his own terms, right? This was a job that he was uh, reportedly offered back in May and reportedly or clearly declined to take it back in May and is now taking it again two months later. Why is that? I think we can um, safely assume that uh, he took the job uh, on some conditions, and one of those conditions may very well have been uh, I'm going to do it but not with Anthony Scaramucci uh, on board. Now Scaramucci is the White House is saying is not even you know being sort of uh, given a soft landing somewhere else at some uh, other place in the White House or in the administration. He's Export, just gone. Export bank. Yeah, he's uh, he's not going back to the Exim bank. Uh, apparently, the people said at the White House that uh, they could see he was being escorted out uh, today uh, in uh, in sort of full humiliation mode. Scaramucci was off the grounds by uh, by Secret Service
0: one wonders if that's the new chief of staff's doing as well in that particular scenario as a as an illustration to what happens to Advisors who embarrassed the boss,
1: maybe. But let's not. Uh, let's not. Uh, we should give credit to the president here too. Remember, this is this is what happened with Corey Lewandowski when he was fired from the campaign. He was uh, marched out of Trump Tower in much of the same way. So, um, yeah. So we should emphasize that this is something that the the president wanted as well, and it makes you sort of question. Well, well, why? If the president wanted Anthony Scaramucci on board ten days ago. What's changed?
0: Well, maybe what changed was Scaramucci's behavior in the intervening 10 days. Right.
1: It was one of these, uh, for Arrested Development fans, it was one of these Joe Bluth, uh, I've made a huge mistake <laughs> moments. Uh, I mean, the, the Ryan Liz interview... Uh, the sort of... Uh, uh, it's not just the... Vul- everybody sort of focuses on the vulgarity uh, of that interview uh, or yeah of that conversation that Ryan Liza published with Anthony Scaramucci, but it, w- it was more the tone, I think, and, the, um, and, and importantly for, for, for President Trump, I think, uh, it was the idea that uh, Scaramucci, on orders of Trump, was out there to sort of uh, burn Priebus and scorch everybody else that got in his way. I think at first blush... The president probably liked that, you know, Scaramucci pushing back, fighting back, uh, acting tough. But once the coverage started to sort of overwhelm what the what the really the point of this was, which was that Trump is in charge. um, Once it kind of became the Anthony Scaramucci show, I think that probably became a little too much for the president uh, to handle. And it certainly didn't help that there was a total there was going to be a total culture clash between Scaramucci and Marine General John Kelly.
0: Now, there is reporting that Scaramucci thought it was going to blow over, that the news cycle has become so hyperkinetic that um, a huge embarrassment, humiliation for the president on one day, the next day, ah, that's old news.
1: I think with uh, former White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus, that might have been the case. So I think this is a a, an example of how John Kelly is changing things in the White House. This is um, this is in contrast to Priebus, who in many ways was a weak chief of staff. And that's that's not a comment on his character. It's simply a comment on the fact that he really didn't sort of command the respect of not only the other people he worked with in the and worked for him ostensibly in the White House, but of the president himself. Right, Kelly doesn't have a, a that chief, problem.
0: A chief of staff only has as much power as the president that's gives right. him to operate that's with. That's right. Now, what's your sense... Uh, This is, you know, day one of the John Kelly chief of staff position. He's got the president behind him 100%. He's able to block out and make it clear that people aren't going to the president um, without his permission. He's the gatekeeper. But that only lasts as long as the president exercises some discipline over himself on who he lets go around his own chief of staff. What concerns are there for the president's Discipline, <laughs> uh, the same
1: as they always are, Eric. I mean, this is a seventy-year-old man who is doesn't uh, show any signs of sort of changing who he is, and who he is is somebody who's impulsive. He he sort of gives into uh, emotions or, or sort of what uh, angers him, enrages him, uh, excites him uh, at, at any given moment. And it was interesting in the White House press briefing uh, this afternoon, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the press secretary. Said that all of the staff is reporting to John Kelly. That that is and and that is a significant change from um,
0: Jared Kushner.
1: Well, that's a good question, right? She she was pressed on this: Is Jared Kushner? Is Ivanka Trump? Uh, Do do all of these? Steve Bannon? Do all these people who've sort of been around, uh, either through family relations or in the campaign, do they also answer to John Kelly? Her answer was yes. Uh, I think that may be operationally true. At this current moment. But what we found with this White House is that that can change very quickly. Um, And and, and really, the question here is uh, how much is John Kelly able, how much is he empowered to enforce this? uh, And how. Long, not only does John Kelly sort of tolerate if if, if we have a if, if if Trump returns to his old ways, but how long does Trump tolerate John Kelly trying to in, in, in sort of uh, enforce this new regime? That's one of these big open question marks that we don't really have a uh, uh, you know anything to 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 have any good guesswork
0: on. But at least we see from the president's tweets that uh, he is himself realizing that the chaos narrative is bad for business.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and there's a lot of evidence that there is chaos. I actually think it's very important to remember uh, that you know people are talking about, oh, this is chaos, uh, the, the the communications director's out after 10 days, more chaos. I actually think it's there's going to be a little less chaos, at least in the short term, as, as I think I've demonstrated here with John Kelly in charge. Scaramucci brought chaos. Uh, and I think it's evident that the president realized maybe that's not what's going to help me get my message out and, and get my agenda through.
0: Can Ryan Lizza expect to get any um, late-night phone calls from John Kelly? No. (laughs) (laughs) I, I
1: highly, highly doubt it.
0: Michael Warren, White House correspondent for The Weekly Standard, thanks for joining us on The Daily Standard podcast. Thanks. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from the Dollar Shave Club, the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer. You don't have to schlep to the store to try to get razors out of those little plastic safes they're always locked behind. No cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave. And you don't spend a fortune on 14-blade razors with magic lubrication strips or other gimmicky shave technology. It's just a great razor paired with Dr. Carver's shave butter for a smooth, gentle shave. Listeners of the Daily Standard podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. New members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only $5. In your first month box, you get a weighty handle, a cassette of four razor cartridges, and a tube of shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. For this exclusive offer, go to dollarshaveclub.com/weeklystandard. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to tune in to our podcast throughout the week. Just go to iTunes or Google Play for a free subscription or go to our website, weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. Thanks for listening.